Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 2. I'm going to be reading this from the, the King James Version. Amen. It says this, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Verse number 2, And he said unto them, When you pray, somebody say, when ye pray. pray. It's not if you pray. He said, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Father, we bless you on today. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We magnify you on today. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance, any kind of illness, anything that we're going through, God, we see you bigger than that. Now today, at, that, at this moment, Holy Spirit, we need you. Open the hearts of your people. Open my heart. You're the great teacher, God. We pray for the miracle of the sword that everyone here is good ground. And this word of God is going to bring forth fruit in their lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold for our good and for your glory. Father, we love you, and we can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus. All the people of God said, amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. This is the year 2020, 2022, right? It's the year of life. We're living in faith. How? Every single day. Now for the last, I don't know, man. This is probably our eighth installment, you think, Brother Don? Eight, eleven. Lord Jesus. But that's all, somebody said that's all right. Hey, man, this is our eleventh installment when we're dealing with prayer. Um, we've been teaching several things when it concerning prayer. Because prayer is the, the vehicle that God has actually given us. To communicate with him. We kind of started it some time ago dealing with Ephesians 6. We talked about the weapons for every believer, right? So we deal with the, the whole armor of God and we went through all of that and we taught that. And listen, I encourage you to go back and listen to it again. One of the things that we always want to bring out and I always want to remind us of is that the weapons that you were um, endowed with when you became a believer, it's for every believer. Amen. I'm talking every believer. Every baby. <laughs> I don't care if you got saved yesterday or if you're going to get saved today. Everything that the Lord has promised you, he gives it to you right there. Now, what happens is that you may not tap into it at that particular moment. Amen. But he has given it to you. That's the thing that I want all of us to always remember is that everything that the Lord has promised you, every weapon that we have, the Lord has given us, the helmet of salvation, the, our feed child with the preparation, preparation of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, and the word of God, which is what? The sword of the spirit. It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He's given us all of those things as soon as we give our lives to the Lord. The thing that we have to do is to learn how to walk in maturity on how to use them. Amen? And prayer is one of the greatest weapons that he has given us. 
And unfortunately, at times, this is one of the one one of the things that we actually negate. One of the things I believe that we take for granted is prayer. Amen. Man, we got to communicate with him. Talk to God. And here's the thing about talking to him, and we're going to get into this as we continue to, to, to go into this. One of the things that we've talk, taught before is that not only do we talk to him, but we get into a place where we listen to him. Right. Communication is a two-way thing, right? right? You can't talk all the time. If you call yourself communicating with somebody, you got to get to yourself to put yourself in the posture or position to listen. Amen. But guess what? That that talking and listening, uh, speaking and receiving, that's all dealing with prayer. That's how the whole cycle of prayer works. Amen. We got to talk to God. Amen, somebody. Tell him what you want. Old folks, you say, call him up and tell him what you want. So we were talking about certain things when it came to prayer because I'm trying to, I'm trying to end on a certain point today. Now one of the things that we talked about and we said that we, we have to first of all know that who is the person of prayer. Right? I've told you this from time and time again. We pray to the Father through the Son. So when people come to you sometime and say, well, I'm praying for you. We say, praise the Lord. You're a believer? You believe Jesus? Man, you pray to praise the Lord. Then they start getting, you know, start stuttering. Well, no, really, um, I, then, then you don't need to pray for me. You can't pray to the universe, to, to the universe for me. Amen, somebody. But what we've done is we've put ourselves in a position where these religious cliches try to take the place of, of, of a real relationship. So for you to say that I'm praying for you, no, who are you praying to? And this is one of the things we have to continue to make because now, man, everything, everything is just everything. People praying and doing what they want to do. They praying to the universe. They talking about all the energy and all this. I understand what that means now, right? But you have to have a revelation of what energy are you talking about. Whose spirit are you talking about? Are you talking about the, the, the energy that the Holy Ghost provides or some other spirit that provides that? You got to have a revelation of a difference. Amen. Another thing that we talked about in first Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17. I'm going to, I'm going to get to this cause I got to get to the place where I need to get to. We talked about never start praying. You got to always pray. Amen. And then we talked about also having a lifestyle of prayer in Luke 18 and one. Jesus said this, he said, men ought to always pray and not faint. Well, what does always praying mean? That means always to pray. So we used to have a lifestyle of prayer. The Lord was dealing me with this, this particular thing. And I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to, um, he's going to show me how to express it. One of the things that we say all the time is that we have to have balance. Right? Don't shoot me down. Put your guns back. Amen. We, we, so, I mean, this week the Holy Spirit was, was tapping on me saying, what does that mean? Balance. What is balance when it comes to the things of God? No. The, the, and I'm, listen, this is just a sidebar. Somebody say this is a sidebar. I got, a, I got my thought out there and I'm going to develop it later. Amen. The Bible says that, listen, we are to love the, we are to love the, the Lord our God with all of our, our might, our power, our strength, and our soul. Does that sound like balance? That sounds like you have to love him with everything that you have. 
He said, listen, if you're lukewarm in the middle, I'm going to spill you out. You're either going to be hot or you're going to be cold. We need some hot Christians in this time that we're living in right now. We need some Christians that, listen, my balance is, man, I'm full. I'm on full. I got all the, all the Christ I need. I'm going to give you everything, God. I'm going to give you everything that I have. So what does it mean to give your life to the Lord? That means you give him every second of the day. It doesn't mean you can't go out to the movies. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself. But while you're at the movies and while you enjoy yourself, you're still giving him glory. Why? Because you are a living epistle to be read of all men. Still giving. I'm going to develop that thing. Amen. Get back into my notes. Amen. Then we talked about answered prayer. We're dealing with answered prayer. Amen. What does answered prayer look like? One of the scriptures that we brought out was Jeremiah 33 and 3. And it says this. Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. See, the Lord knows what we have need of even before we pray. So sometimes what we think is answer prayer is just is it's just a little you know it's 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 just a little bit of what he really wants to give us. So we have to learn how to recognize answered prayer. Amen. You could be somebody, you could be a part of somebody's answered prayer. Amen. I'm praying people in. Amen, somebody. And when, man, when I recognize it's a part of answer prayer, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give the Lord glory and give him praise. Because check this out. When answer prayer is manifested in your life, it's not necessarily because you pray. It's because you who you pray to. Because oftentimes we will give ourselves more credit than we deserve. Right? You know, we got this because I prayed. Well, because I prayed. Baby, it ain't because you pray. I know we have, to, we have to pray. We ought to pray. But it's because of who you pray to. And when you have that revelation, I have to pray, but it's because, man, he gets all the glory. He don't want to share his glory with nobody. Because it's all about him, right? Come on, it's all about him. He's the center, the circumference. He's the base. He's the boundary. He's the balance. He's the beauty. He's the sum. He's the substance of everything that our life is all about. It's all about who? It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Then we talked about how prayer produces Peace. Now, if you go back on, on the podcast, man, you can get all of these. Amen. You go back and listen to them all. I, do the, I go back and listen to them myself. Amen, somebody. God is the one who produces, he produces prayer. I'm sorry. Prayer produces peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says this from the King James Version. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, should keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I believe that one of the reasons that we don't, we don't, we don't experience peace is because we haven't prayed about certain things. If you pray about the things that you're dealing with, where you're uneasy, he will give you peace. He'll give you the kind of peace that you can't explain. If you can explain it, you probably really don't have it. Amen, somebody. 
He'll give you that kind of, he'll give you that kind of peace. Amen. And then we talked about the secret ingredient. Hey, y'all remember the secret ingredient? The secret ingredient? It was Thanksgiving. Amen. With Thanksgiving. Man, if you, you, want, you want to excite the Lord, begin to thank him. Not for all the big old stuff. Begin to thank him for the little things that he's done in your life. Amen. He, that, that excites the Lord. Amen. Then we talked, we talked, the, the last thing we talked about was talking to God because he is always listening to us. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, King James Version, it says this. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Amen. Somebody say, talk to God because he's listening. He's listening to you. And now we're going to end the plane. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to land the plane, at least come down to the runway. I'm not going to have enough time to finish this today, but good God Almighty, because I wanted to give you at least the, the background of dealing with prayer because I want to end with our heavenly language. Amen, somebody. We're talking about speaking in tongues. This is a, this is a, this is a topic, and I don't know where I'm going to stop. The Holy Ghost is going to help me. This is a topic that I believe that has been misunderstood in the body of Christ for so, so many, so many years. Amen. One of the things we talked about, and we're going to hope, hopefully after we, we finish this, this, um, this brief teaching, you have a better understanding of what um, speaking in tongues or speaking in the spirit of your heavenly language is. Amen. Amen. Anybody want to receive that on today? So listen, let's break this thing down just a little bit. So dealing with some of the misconceptions. One of the things that I want you to know is that if you are a born again believer, then you are filled and you have the Holy Spirit. It's, it's just, you do. Amen. If you're born again, then you have the Holy Spirit. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Verse 9 through 11 from the New Living Translation. I think I, if we can't arrive, we're going to put this one on the, on the screens. If you're born again, are you a born again believer? Amen. Come on, wave your hand if you're born again. Amen. Then you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Yeah. Romans 8, 9 through 11, New Living Translation says, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Amen. Verse number 10. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life. Because you have been made right with God. You are the righteousness of God. Come on, somebody. Verse number 11 says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead does what? What does it say? Yes. Okay, I'm looking on the screen right quick. It said, praise the Lord. It, he does what? He lives where? In you. Where's the Holy Spirit living right now? He's in you, right? He lives in you, and just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he would give you life 
to your to give, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. The spirit of God lives in you. Amen, somebody. So move on to John 14. John 14. I'm going to read verse 16 and 17 from the New Living Translation. This is Jesus talking. Paul was just telling us about that. Let's listen to what Jesus had to say about it. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. King James says the comforter. Who will what? Never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later he will be in you. Now Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's telling them, listen now, the Holy Spirit is with you. Because back, back in the Old Testament, even the parts of the New Testament, the, the Holy Spirit will come and dwell in or, or, or on people. Sometimes he would dwell in people for a moment. But Jesus was setting them up for him leaving. He's setting them up for the birth of the church. He's setting them up for the, the filling of the Holy Ghost to all believers. He said, now he's with you, but there's going to be a time you, that he's going to be in you. Come on, somebody. So when you're born again, once again, when you're born again, you have the spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. Yes, you have the Holy Ghost. So if somebody came up to you and you're a Christian, you could have got born again tomorrow or to yesterday. And they say, do you have the Holy Ghost? You say, yeah, I have the Holy Ghost. They say, how do you know? Because I asked him to come into my heart. When I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart, he didn't leave the, the Trinity behind him. The Holy Spirit came and dwelled on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. But this is what the enemy always tries to do. He always tried to get us to a place where he wants to divide us any way that he can. And one of the ways that he divides us is through this man, through the Holy Ghost thing. You know, we... It goes all the way back to Azusa Street. No, seriously, it can go, you, we could go back to Azusa. Man, this powerful move of God when the Holy Spirit was moving and signs and wonders were happening and miracles were happening back in California. Man, then it got to the place where people wanted to claim certain parts of it. And denominations came out of that thing. People began to split because of what the Holy Ghost was doing in this incredible revival. Everybody wants to claim it. You can't claim what belongs to everybody. He died for the world. Not just your denomination. Help me, Holy Ghost, up in here. So one of the things that we would do sometimes is we, you know, we would say, well, have you been, do you have the Holy Ghost? There you go. The next, the next line with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So you, are you trying to tell me that me speaking in tongues is the only evidence of the Holy Ghost? Now the question is, what does the Bible say the evidence of the Holy Ghost is? Because what we've done, y'all look at, boy, y'all looking somber, man. Y'all, y'all like, got your head tilted to the side. Amen, somebody. 
Now I'm telling you, before we end this thing, man, I, listen, I, I just, I speak in, I'm like Paul, I speak in tongues more than y'all. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is not something that if at the moment that you haven't been endowed with this gift, that you know less than a believer than the one who's speaking in tongues. Amen, Amen. Amen somebody. So we, we, you know, we would divide that thing. Well, have, you know, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, if you ain't got the evidence and you ain't filled, how you going to tell me that? Come on, somebody. So you speaking in tongues that you the meanest thing on this job. Can't nobody stand you. Can't nobody work with you. Right? But you filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues with your shatata and self. And can't nobody be, no, I'm, letting, I'm telling you the truth. You speaking in tongues and cheating, cheating on your taxes. But you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're trying to get everyone around you to believe that that's the evidence. I think I'm going to stop right here. I'm about to, I'm about to wind it down. I'm, I'm going to stop right y'all because y'all look like y'all want to know something. <laughs> the evidence of the Holy Ghost in your life is found in Galatians 5. That's the evidence. Let me go all over there. <laughs> Anybody? Yes. Somebody said, Are you telling the truth? Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost is telling the truth. Amen. We got to stop all this, all this division stuff. Yes. Amen. One of the things that blesses me about my wife, man, every morning when we come to church, whether I'm mad or not, because she she making me late. Amen. <laughs> she always we always we always pray. Amen. And you know. That's her, that's her part. She's going to pray as we come, come here on Sunday mornings. And one of the things she prays all the time is she prays for the body of Christ. Amen. That we're one. And one of the things we have to remember about the body of Christ, we're global. The body of Christ is, we're talking about the planet. Right? Africa, Asia. Everywhere. Not just this Western civilization. That's the body of Christ. Man, that's his whole girl. His, girl, his, his girlfriend, the church, it encompasses the world. But the enemy, man, he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your faith. He, he wants to kill your purpose. And he's trying to destroy the plan of God. Jesus Christ himself prayed that we would be one. So why would we separate ourselves with something as silly, yeah, silly as speaking in tongues? Amen. Now, all of us have, this, have the ability, and we're going we're gonna to get to that, and we're going to deal with that probably on next week. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end right here dealing with the evidence. Evidence. <laughs> Y'all remember, um, what's his name, Casey Price? Dr. Price. All right, anyway, I, see, I had my mind. Holy Ghost, keep me, keep me, keep me focused. Amen. Someone say, keep me focused. So now we're talking about the evidence. Let me show you where the evidence is found. Go to Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 19 through 22. And then I'm going to drop down to verse number 25. Amen. 
And it says this, verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, oh, wild parties, uh, uh, no. and other sins like these. Amen. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life would not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse number 22. But the Holy Spirit, we're talking about evidence. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, there is no law against these things. The Holy Spirit in your life is evident by the fruit that you bear. The Bible tells us that we will know what type of, of, of tree it is by the fruit that it bears. The evidence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us is the fruit that we bear. Now it told us in the previous verses what the evidence of, of the Holy Spirit not being in your life is. That's what it produces. Quarreling. You the one on your job arguing with everybody. And you're walking away speaking in tongues. The devil is a lie. He's a deceiver. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to deceive you. To think that man, because he's given you an endowment, we're going to talk about what the gift does and what, what the purpose of it is. Amen. But that's not the evidence. The evidence is how you treat people. The evidence of the Holy Spirit is this. Love. And it's manifested in these different ways. But the man, the, the manifestation is love. He said, listen, forget all the other commandments. Here's the two. Love your neighbor as yourself and don't have no other God before me. In other words, listen, give your neighbor evidence that I'm there. Do people have evidence that, you're, that he's there in your life? Because that's the evidence. It's not your heavenly language. And we're going to get into that, man. Your, your heavenly language is important. Come on, Carlos. I'm about to close. I'm sorry. Your heavenly language is important. Because I want to talk to you about how important it is. But I'm here to tell you that if, if, you, if that hasn't been manifested in your life, that you're no less than any other believer. And when it does manifest in your, in your life, you can't pop yourself up with pride. No. Because the evidence is the fruit of the Spirit. To be loving, to be kind. 
gentle, to have patience. Anybody needs some self-control? And, and listen, listen, this is how the Holy Spirit works in, in our lives. He's a gentleman. He'll never force anything on you. Never. So, you know, in these areas in our lives, if, if, if he's not being manifested properly, just ask him, talk to him, yield yourself to him. He'll teach you how to love your neighbor for real. Amen. He'll teach you how to be long-suffering. And I don't know about you, man. I've been walking with the Lord for a little while now. And there's some times where I have to go back, man, and say, God, I, listen, this particular fruit in my life, it, it, ain't, it ain't being manifested. It's, it's kind of dwarf right now. Then you go back in prayer, man, and lift your hands to the Lord and worship him and open your heart more and more to who he is in your life. And he will manifest that fruit. Man, listen, that love will get bigger. That self-control will get bigger. Come on, that patience will get bigger. The evidence will get bigger in your life. Your pride will get smaller. Your, your humility will grow. And the Holy Spirit will be manifested. That's the evidence. Hallelujah. I've never heard my daddy speak in tongues a day in his life. But he had a relationship with the Lord that I envied. Because the fruit of the Spirit was manifested in his life. Amen. Now we're going to dig deeper. And we're going to get in and talk to what it means to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's something you should desire. Man, if you, if, you, if, you haven't, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I pray, man, that you desire it. God, I, I just don't have the time to teach it today. You got to come back next week to, to, to finish this because I want to get to a place where if you don't have it, man, we, we, then we're going to, the Bible talks about it, well, but we're going to ask the Lord to, to, to give it to you. First of all, you got to ask Him. If you desire it, He'll give it to you. Amen. And he'll show you how to use it. Because <laughs> we got some trigger-happy Christians sometimes who don't even know how to use the gift. It's not nothing scary. It's not nothing spooky. The scripture even talks about it, man. If it gets to, to Paul talked about, I'm getting ahead of myself. Paul talked about it. If it gets to where people can't, they don't know what's going on in the church. It ain't being manifested correctly. We're talking about prayer in your heavenly language. I'm going to you, leave you with this one thing. How many know we operate and live in the kingdom of God? In every kingdom, you have five elements. You have a ruler. You have rules. You have a currency. You have people and the last thing you have a language so here for us the United States of America we have a president we have rules the Constitution but the kingdom we have a king in the kingdom we have this Word of God as our rules and our regulation United States we have they call it the almighty dollar ain't nothing almighty about it especially right now that's the currency of the United States 
the currency of the kingdom is faith without faith you can't get nothing you can't exchange nothing without faith matter of fact you have to even pray in faith the last thing we have people we are citizens of the kingdom you have a dual citizenship amen we're citizens of the kingdom of God and the last thing every kingdom has is a language there is a language there is a heavenly language that only the citizens of the kingdom can even understand angels man I want to I can't do it amen lift your hand bow your head bow your heads and lift your hand to the Lord let me pray for you father we bless you on today God Almighty Holy Spirit you know what you're doing we trust you that you know what you're doing we bless you even now God as we continue to talk about and to, to share about the precious gift of the Holy Spirit first of all God have us have teach us how teach us to, to just yield ourselves to you so you can manifest your love your joy your peace your long-suffering your kindness your faithfulness your gentleness your self-control in our lives God and that will be evidence to the world that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us when it comes to our heavenly language God speaking in tongues give us the revelation to understand this incredible gift that you've endowed each and every believer with give us a hunger but God I even pray that even on this week God if someone is here and God that they have not they have not experienced speaking in tongues in their heavenly language they're going to ask you for it and on, even on this week God you're going to give it to them even on this week. Father, we bless you. We bless you. And before we close, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord in the pardons of your sins and you want to give your life to the Lord, today's your day. Today's your day. We have another invitation. If you're here today, you may be in a backslidden condition where you call yourself stepping away from the Lord, but you can never leave him. Listen, you can't. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. He'll be with you even until the end. Everywhere you go, if you've given your life to the Lord and, and you're just not walking with him right now, he's still walking with you. Get it right. Come on back home. He's, saying, he's telling you now to come back home. My last invitation, if you need a church home, we're trusting God for the unsaved, we're trusting God for the, for the, for the unwanted. We're trusting God to, to fill this house, this particular local assembly, God, where we can come together. And I promise you, you'll learn, you'll grow, and we'll, we'll love you only the way that Jesus Christ teaches us to. We'll love you with the love of the Holy Spirit. So if you need a church home, I know a good one. We want you to become a part of who we are. Now, Father, we bless you on today. We give you glory and we give you honor and we magnify who you are on today. The Holy Spirit, seal this word in our hearts. We love you. Can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the Master's name of your Son, Jesus, that we do pray and all the people of God shouted. Amen, amen. Listen, if you, if you wanted to answer one of those three invitations, just come down after we, we dismiss and we'll pray with you. Amen. If you have an offering envelope right now is the time you can go ahead and fill that out.
you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week. Thank you.